Okay. How are you doing? I am doing all right today. Good. So what did you do today? Well, I went to work today. Um, yep, made my kids lunches. Yeah, did that. Went home, made lunch, came here. Awesome. Did you enjoy what you did today? Did I enjoy what I did today? I did. I have some good co-workers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Sure. Good. It's a nice sunny day. Yeah, I sat out here for like an hour eating my lunch yeah, and... Yeah, it's beautiful. Just painting my nails. I can't wait until, until it's hopefully nice every day. Mm -hmm. I heard on the radio it's supposed to be like a lot of rain this summer. I know. And colder than last year. It's not supposed to be a very warm summer so that wasn't the news that I wanted but. No it wasn't. I heard no. that on the way to school and it's like oh yeah. so I'm not gonna get a tan? I don't want <laughs> it. I don't. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think I chose to interview you? Well, um, hmm. In your in your message to me, it said that uh, that you kind of looked at me as kind of an everyday hero as a youth leader, and that maybe other people would think that as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I've been your youth leader for a few years. You've been a youth leader for a long time. I've been a so youth leader for fifteen years. I've been your youth leader for three? I've been since grade eight. Yeah. But yeah. Since grade since, nine. So yeah. nine, ten, eleven, yeah. So about three years. Yeah. So, yes. Do you think of yourself as an inspiration? Huh. So when when you originally sent me that message, um, I kind of was like a little bit teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like at work and I'm like, Whoa. but uh, I don't. I don't know if I really think of myself as an inspiration to others. Um, sometimes people would say that, but I don't really think about that very often. I I think what you are doing, when you announced that you were going to do mm -hmm. the missionary yeah. work overseas, I was like, yes. Mm. That, like that's in, I feel like that's inspiring. Because mm. you're, because like, you've mentioned that you've wanted to do that for so long. Yes. So And finally making that jump was just like, ha it's good to see that you're doing that and you're following your dreams and what God's mm. calling you to do. So I thought that was, that made me cry when you announced oh. it to, to the church. Uh, yeah, youth, to the and youth. I was like, oh, but I know this is good. I know <laughs> this is good, but it's sad. Yeah. Well, and I think it's kind of mixed for us too, right? Like for for us too and sometimes when you look at uh, your life you think not necessarily what do I want to do but what am I called to do yeah and those can be the same thing but they can also be two very different things and it's so, hard to yeah balance yeah and I think you know I mean we've been youth leaders for 15 years and we teach we teach people we teach the students things and when it comes down to it are, are am I willing to listen to the things that that I'm saying to them, right? Yeah. So, follow God's call in your life. Well, when it comes to me, am I willing to do that as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you recently went over to those two places. Yes. It, how was that? So, it was actually very, very overwhelming, I would say. 
when you visit a place as a tourist, you you kind of look at it and think, oh, this is really nice, and this is really cool, and this is a really awesome place to be in. But um, but when you visit a place to see if you can live there, it's a very different thing, and so it was quite overwhelming. But um, but yeah, we came back. We know where we're going. Good. Um, yeah, and I think it, it requires a lot of uh, prayer and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of, like, just kind of stopping yourself and saying, okay, what what are we really, what am I really wanting to do here? Yeah. Or what am I really called to do here? So. What did your, what did your kids think of, think of those places? So, hmm. Our kids have their own preference, I think, between Spain and Germany. Um, but so, so in, I think overall, the idea of being missionaries, um, I think it's overwhelming to them too and scary, mm-hmm. just like it is to us as adults. And our oldest, though, is 13. And so I think for him, it's probably the hardest. Um, just your teenager, you're already going through a lot of different changes in your body and in your hormones and in your brain so from one day to the next he's feels differently about it so yeah yeah so That's we understandable. Try, yeah we try I try and have a lot of conversations with him and be honest about how I'm feeling as well and um, I think overall they're excited um, nervous getting used to the idea more really right yeah yeah how can we prepare our family for moving um, halfway across the world. I, that's a big job. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, too. It is crazy to think about. And that it's actually, like, becoming a real thing, yeah. too. Yeah. And looking at my home, I'm so, we're so, like, I'm so comfortable there, and then to to think that that's, we're giving that all up is, it's a hard thing, so. Yeah. So, how did you know that God was calling you to do missionary work? Well, um, I grew up at a church in Toronto called People's Church, and they were a church that put world missions first. So it was this on this big, huge, like when you go in their foyer, it was like tiled into the floor. It's <laughs> there were tiles in the floor that said "World Missions First," and I remember like as a little child hopping on those letters and spelling "World Missions First," <laughs> and it was so weird. But I remember thinking like when I was really young, I, I one day I want to be a missionary and. So, I didn't know what that meant, and I thought, as I grew up and I was a teenager, I thought, okay, I had a relatively hard uh, childhood, but, um, and so I don't, didn't really kind of understand what that meant in my life, and when I was a teenager, I just kind of thought, I lost my brother, my brother was very young, he was four and I was 13, and I kind of forgot about that, but then I realized, you know what, missions can happen anywhere you are, and so, um... I didn't necessarily pursue the idea of missions cross-culturally, like in a different place. Yeah. And so I went on missions trips, and I um, became a youth leader, but um, God kind of didn't leave me alone. So he kept calling you to do more? Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I want more for you than this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it a hard decision to make to decide to move? Yes, it was a very hard decision to make. Um, 
I think... So when you hear that God is speaking to you, um, and I think we see that in the Bible a lot, that you don't necessarily want to listen, <laughs> right? Because you're like, okay, God, you're asking me to do this, you're asking me to do this, you're asking me to do this. Um, how, how can I do that, right? And when you think of something as big as leaving your home, leaving your church, leaving your youth group, mm -hmm. leaving your family, um, leaving everything that you know and are comfortable with, that is hard. And I remember, I remember the day when um, I just kind of wrestled with God. And I remember those two days, and I, I remember thinking, like, and saying to God, like, are you sure, God, that this is what you want for our family, for me, for, for my kids, for my husband? And I just, I kind of felt that he was saying, Rachel, everything that you have is mine. Everything that you have is mine. Everything, your home that you love, I gave to you. Um, everything. And so, and I know you had a hard childhood, and now you have your home, and you, maybe you have the Canadian dream, but I want you to give that back to me. And, and I was like, okay. And I remember crying for two days straight and thinking, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, let alone kids and everything else but then at the end of those two days I was like okay God this is what you want and that didn't mean that it got easier but but it, I understood more what we were doing and it, it and every step has kind of been hard in a way but prepared you for the next step and I've decided just to say one step at a time so I'll do this and then I'll do this and then I'll go to the next thing and so that's yeah. the way that yeah and yeah. to see God leading us through each step is is has been pretty cool and hard. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kinds of things did you consider while making this decision? So we considered, um, you mean like, do you mean like other things? Like, <clears throat> like your, like for your fam like oh, okay. family or yeah. like for your lifestyle and <laughs> all that's like money as well, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think originally we didn't really understand the concept of what missions really is. And I think back in the, back a long time ago when we sent missionaries out, they didn't really, we just kind of sent them away and uh, they weren't really provided for and they lived in, in the middle of nowhere and no one ever heard from them. And, um, and then you thought, okay, like in the Bible when it says, okay, like drop everything you have and follow me, it's like we thought okay, we're selling our house and we're going, but that's kind of not the way that it worked. So we have to think, we had to think about the reality of what missions is and what we have to do and all the work that we have to do. And, and then also about our children, right? Our children know Canada, they live here, they, this is their home and this is mm -hmm. our home too. So we had to think about what, what is life going to look like for us in another country. So when we thought about Europe, that's where we felt God calling us to we had to look at places that our family was going to do well at the same time. For us, it's not about our ministry and then our children separate. It's They're both together and our children are our main ministry. And for more than anything, we want them to follow Christ when they're older. And we yeah. don't want them to ever resent the choices um, that 
that we've made for them. So that was one thing. I mean, we had to think about whether we were going to sell our house or not. I think I was very attached. I am very attached to my home, but um, but at the same time, um, my love for God and my desire to follow Him is bigger than that. And so we've ha we have to sell our home. We thought maybe we could rent it out, but it's it's just not going to work. So it's more of a hassle. Yeah, it's good. We would have to get a property manager. We would have to get. We would have to have a lot of funds set aside. What if the roof went and we had to fix the roof? What if a toilet yeah. suddenly... It's more to think about yeah, when you like, don't need to think about it. Right, right. And so if... And I think it's less to kind of keep us distracted from what the work that God has called us to. So... Yeah, and I totally understand what you mean by feeling attached to your home. Like, when... Yeah. With my Oma, when we had to sell her house, I was like, no, I, I don't want to sell this house. Yeah. Like, I practically lived here. Mm. Like, and seeing it, like, being sold, it's just like, I'm not ever going to go back in. Yeah. Because you don't have that relationship with the new people. It's just, you like, oh, I can't, like, this isn't, like, my second home anymore. It's, it doesn't belong to us anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, that was weird. It was, yeah. My, I think one of the re big things for me is my Omi lived in my house with me um, for a few years. And with the kids and... And sometimes to me it feels like if I'm selling the house, I'm kind of getting rid of her in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it was my Oma's house. My mom grew up there mm -hmm. ever since she was six months old. Oh, yeah. So, like, oh. they lived there for, like, 42 years. And then and, you grew up there, And I right? pretty much grew up there because my Oma was a single mother. So we would always go over there. Mm. She was, like, another mom. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like... When she got sick and all that stuff, like, I cared for her. Mm -hmm. I would go over there for, like, a few days at a time and, like, make her food, make sure that she ate, took us. Mm -hmm. Like, my, my mom and my aunt, they still have the thoughts of, like, when it, she had a sump pump. So when it rains, they would always have to check and make sure that it's, yeah. it's working yep. so it can. But every time it rains now, they still think about it. It's yeah. like, oh, her, the sump pump, we gotta check that. But like, no we don't pump. have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. It's just those kind of lasting thoughts. You're probably going to have that too. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, what about, oh, no, we don't have to worry about that oh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's true, it's true. And I think you have to think about all of those things, right? Um, yeah. But I think on the opposite side, thinking of, of the work that God is going to do through you, right? And even through your children, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. this is such a... Um, as hard as it is for them, it's such a great thing for them, too. And I think they'll see that one day. I think. I hope so. <laughs> I, hope I so. think they will. Yeah. What oh. child gets to move to a different country and learn a different yeah, language? Yeah, who gets and, that opportunity? Right? and Especially at such a young age. Yeah. So, and as hard as it is, it's also pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what do you hope comes out from this decision to move and do missionary work. Okay, what do I hope comes out of this? Um, hmm. Like for your for the kids, for, for family, for you individually, yeah. people well, you're working with. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, so I think in everything that I do with my life, um, I think how can I show my love for Jesus more? Right, 
and um, <clears throat> and everything that I do, I try, I try, let's say that word, try <laughs> to do um, is to bring glory to God. Um, and that's why we were created, right? When we go back to Genesis, we see God created humans to bring glory to him. And so the, in everything I do, that's what I hope comes from it. So for, for us, for myself, um, I hope to share Christ with others. I hope to, um, to grow in my own faith and to help my children grow in their faith as well. And I also hope that people see what we're doing and that they, um, it maybe ignites a desire to follow God's call in their life as well. It, I, <laughs> I definitely felt that Aww. when you <laughs> announced it. I was like, since then, I've just kind of like, what is, yeah, mm. and realizing, especially with this profession of faith class, yes, it's really helped me realize mm -hmm. what church is and what it means and what faith is, what faith yeah, is what exactly, all that stuff, and this definitely. Thinking about like how amazing it is that you're doing this, it's hmm. definitely helped. <laughs> well, that's there you go. Then I've already accomplished <laughs> what I hope to. No, I'm just kidding. Now you can go even farther. All right, yeah. <laughs> but I think you hope that, right? You hope, and even in being a youth leader, you hope that um, sometimes you're you just go every week and, and you're hoping that something that you're doing or saying is going to. Um, help somebody or speak to them in some way, right? And I always, I've always said, even if just one person or one life is affected, then it was worth it all, right? I always think that. So if this, if we go and we move our lives across to Spain, then even if just one life is affected for Jesus, then it was worth it, right? So that's, yeah. So that's what I hope to do. <laughs> okay, does that answer your question? Yeah, it all does. Right. Okay, so that's all the questions I have. Right. So thank you. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. Most welcome. <laughs>